Welcome to the Good Mums Say Bad Words potty. Hi, I'm Lisa. Some people call me sarcastic, some even an asshole. but really, I just say the shit everyone else is thinking. And I'm Karaya, just a wife who has to put up with this shit. Hi guys, why are you laughing already? Uh, um, I don't know. <laughs> That's a really hot voice you have, by the Thanks. way. Thanks. So, excuse Lisa's voice, she went to the footy and watched the cats um, on the weekend. I did. I made up swear words, that's how sharp it was. (laughs) For example? Um, Oh, it's probably a bit X-rated. Yeah, well, it's X-rated show, so. Nah, it was a a lot. Like, I kept quiet. And then you did. And then the Collingwood supporters just got under my skin and I may have said things like, fucking maggot, like, I just, sorry, Mum. Um... My mum was don't listen, I'm convinced. No, she listened to episode two, she told me the other day. Oh, and then she's she a year behind. No, but then she admitted that, oh, and then I listened to some other episode because that's the one that came up next. And I don't know how to go back. So you need to have to, you need to show me how you go back because I want to listen to it. I'm that's sure it's very funny. That's anyway, anyway um, it's lots of swear not about you. No, it's not about me. Um, but I did. Enjoy the footy. You did not. Up the cats, um, the dogs not so much, but it's not a footy podcast, so. 41 points, though? Yeah, don't talk about it. Right. I'm upset. Okay. We're not talking about Anywho. Great. We have a friend on. Hi, Georgia. Hello, guys. Go Saints. Oh, are you <laughs> Saints? <laughs> sure, yes. Yes. I feel like I do know that, actually, when I talk shit. Um, I'm a bit Saints. Sorry. Today. I'm a bit Saints. Yeah, my mum's Saints. And my, my grandpa was Saints, so. Ali is a bit Saints sometimes. Like, she... Likes to please, so she jumps on that logo. Yeah, a little bit. It's a good song. I like it's the same with Chelsea. You can't hate the Saints. It's just like you can't hate the Bulldogs, but you can hate Geelong. You can hate Collingwood. You can hate Carlton. I almost hated the Saints in um, two thousand and nine. Oh, oh, no. You should have won though that one. We should have won. Yeah, without the wasn't draw. Without the draw one. No, that was no, that was the year. year after. Anywho, they had a very good stint and just couldn't. Do it for mm. Jack, not Jack, Nick, Nick Raywell. Raywell. Nick, yeah. Anyway. Add some good players. Does your whole family go for Saints? Yeah, it's my dad's fault. Oh, I love it. He's always told me that it's actually like child abuse, uh, making me go for St. Kilda. No, the Saints are all right. That's it, you can't hate hey, you the Saints. They were terrible. You beat us. But, oh, this year, you did, yeah. Yeah, yeah but we've won did. one grand final, Lisa. One? One in 1966. Shut the fuck up. I did not know that. I thought Bulldogs yeah. were the only ones and then we won in 2016. No, we're worse. We're actually and then worse. And never won once? North Melbourne. No. No, North Melbourne. All the new teams. new teams. Yeah. That the AFL pay for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enough about footy. Um, so we spoke a couple of weeks. I don't know if you've listened to this episode yet, George, but we spoke a couple of weeks ago to a friend of mine um, who is somewhat in a blended family as That's well. I can't say her name. No, she's staying anonymous. Um, she actually got with a guy who's got two kids. Um, yeah, listen so to that she, episode. Yeah, so she's like very yeah. much like if you speak to her, like she very much sees herself like as a stepmom um, to the two girls. I and mean, it's very different to I think how you and I or our families, both of our families, work. So I wanted to talk to you today about um, I guess your blended family. Um, your two kids and everything, but wanted to let's hear, go right back. We'll go, yeah, re- we'll re- rewind, rewind right back. so everyone understands. <laughs> so, when we kind of started this and we started interviewing um, mums and dads, 
One, um, it was one dad. It was one dad. One dad, one dog. <laughs> I'll um, get Mike on, don't worry. Yeah, Mike can come on. He's volunteering. men. Typical. Yeah. Fuck a man. Um, so describe your pregnancy in three words. Pre the 20-week mark. Pre 20-week mark? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um... Uh, <laughs> Great question. It was anxiety filled. That's two words. Yep. So no, no, that could be one one. It's anxiety filled. Yep. Anxiety filled. <laughs> um, yep. Exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know. Um, I don't have a third word. <laughs> I don't really remember much pre twenty weeks. Yeah, pre twenty weeks. All right, go after then. That's forget, not, forget the time. Forget the time frame. Just, okay, so then. the whole the whole pregnancy three words. Okay, traumatic, um, yep. empowering, yep, and exciting. I think I go with. Yeah. So, so Connor is yeah. two. When is he three? Three in February. So, yeah, he's two and a half now. Actually, yeah. Mm. So that's gone fast. Well, like, where did that six months go? Like, um, it's actually going to be Christmas <laughs> next week, I swear to God. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and was Connor, your two-and-a-half-year-old, uh, planned? Mm-hmm. Yes. So I actually took nine months to fall pregnant, I think it was, in the end. <clears throat> tell us about that. Yeah. So what was – what what tell us. Yeah, so I actually found that um, pretty stressful. I had a lot of, I think – anxiety around trying to fall pregnant um there's been a long history of miscarriages in my family as well so I my mum has four sisters and then between them most of them have three daughters between like each of those sisters um and there's a long history of miscarriages in the family so I was pretty stressed out that even if I did fall pregnant that that chance of a miscarriage was really high yeah, so I was very, very anxious about that. Um, so I think the first miscarriages. Yes, my mom did. Yeah, right. yeah, and my grandmother had a stillborn, and oh my goodness. Yeah, so it's pretty hard actually. Um, but I was obviously got to the twelve week mark, and it was quite a relief for me. But um, Connor had some issues when I was pregnant. So interestingly, when I got to the, I think it must have been a twelve week scan. Um. They were scanning and you know how they do like the full check to see that all of the organs are in place and everything. Mm. So she was, the sonographer was like, oh, um, is that the right word? Sounds right. Yeah, That's the right word. Yeah, yeah, sounded yeah, smart. Yeah. We'll go with Definitely that. Right, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she was like, oh, we'll just check that everything's in place. And she's like, oh, beautiful. I can see he's got two kidneys. And I was like, oh, that's a relief because actually runs in my family on my dad's side that they will only have one kidney. Oh, and she was wow. like, oh. Um, I'll just double check that then. Double checks, and she's like, oh. "He's actually missing a kidney." Oh. <laughs> I was like, "Ah, oh, perfect." So then that meant that um, there's a higher likelihood of like heart defects with only one mm-hmm. kidney. There's so much more risk in the pregnancy. I was having to go for scans like so often. I was under the head of you wouldn't think it's that severe because it's quite common, but I was had a like the head of Monash ultrasound was scanning me. I think it was probably monthly and then towards the end of the pregnancy it was weekly. So it was just really and then there was like they thought that there was an issue with the cord as well, that it was missing one of the three things, like 
what's it called? Like the veins that's supposed to run through it, yeah, arteries. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that was really stressful as well. And yeah, so the, the so first couple of weeks, I thought that I got to, you know, that hurdle where it was like, oh, yeah. you know, the chance of miscarriage is so slim now. Yeah. And then all of this extra stuff happened. So it was pretty stressful. Yeah. How many um, weeks did you have him? 38. And I was induced. Because of stress? Also, uh, I actually, because of stress, got gestational diabetes. Oh, so. me too. We actually made yeah. the two. No, or she might be like, yeah, so we're one on the same day, yeah. I know this, but without me, you wouldn't have known that. Yeah, she was like, we saw you like a Sunday a week ago, and then like the Mm -hmm. Monday night, she was like, I just like remembered her number plate, and it's 163. And I was like, well, it's her birthday, obviously. And then that's why we texted you because I was like, oh my God. So yeah, when you messaged me and you were like, oh, that's the same birthday as me, I was like, she's pulling my leg. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be. You know what's funny? I've got so many friends that have birthdays in March but are like the 15th or yeah. I've got like eight friends that are born on the 12th and then no one on the 16th. So I'm just yeah. very happy to know that. My cousin's on the 16th of March. Oh, right. You go for yeah. your cousin. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, not, not twins. <laughs> not, not twins. Not twins of Georgia. <laughs> but then also you guys are twins too. Who? Us? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah, I had, I had diabetes with both kids and, well, I'd say Miller was because of stress. Mm. The other one, I don't know. But I couldn't get it. I was talking to someone about this the other day actually who's a friend of Miller's at Kinder and she's having her second baby and she mm. went to that um, diabetes test, whatever that's called, mm. for the third time because mm-hmm. they can't, they couldn't get the yeah. readings right or whatever. Yeah. And they said if, they, if, if it comes back inconclusive this time, then she just has to treat it like she hasn't. Yeah, oh, and she, yeah, but she was so bad with the first baby that with diabetes. Yeah, and yeah, she right. and I was like, how fucked up is it? Like I was in tears. But you didn't have it with both, did you? I had it with both. Oh, well, Leah was worse. Like I literally was in because she's a hairy little Greek. Stop it. <laughs> I, was, I was in tears because I was eating so perfectly to what yeah. the dietitian had said and then I'd prick myself and it'd be like nah spiked yeah. like, fuck yeah. you yeah but this is it's so like, bad it's, it's so, so bad. stressful like same like whether you're having a baby via IVF or naturally like and they're like you know try and stay relaxed how are you meant to try and stay no, relaxed when you like you yeah. were looking at everything that you put into your body you're making yeah. sure that there's two kidneys or whatever like there's so yeah. much like so and how much. do you not stress about it? it freaks me out and then like the whole pregnancy I found so stressful because it's like I probably went to the hospital twice because I was like oh he hasn't kicked like there's something wrong he hasn't he stopped kicking yeah, there's that too, and then yeah. I'd go straight to the hospital they put all the straps around my stomach and as soon as they do that he'd start going crazy yeah right and so like that He's playing games with me. Like, he's just I a game to so him. Times. Like, yeah. I, I felt yeah, like I was psychotic. Yeah, for peace of mind, you have to. Otherwise, yeah. I think they have, like, at-home ultrasound little kid things. Yeah, but don't heartbeat. use them. Okay. Apparently, Tom they're very. With Suri. Tom Cruise. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's <a> really fun. <laughs> well, they were quite expensive when Suri was in the womb. Oh, Suri. It was child. Isn't that his child's name? I don't know. That's yeah, why um, acupuncturist name. No way. Yeah, it could be Siri Cruz. I don't think it is. Um, anyway, we're not going to speak about it um, too much, but if you're happy to share, um, are you happy to share what happened from 20 weeks onwards and then yeah. we'll talk about your blended family? <laughs> so where do I begin? So, <laughs> um, 
when I was 20 weeks pregnant, I actually had a scan on that day. And so I had to go into, I think it was the Epworth um, and have like a, a full 20 week scan done. And it was really stressful. And it was like this massive build up to this day um, because it was basically like we'd been waiting for six weeks to get this scan done. And it was like um, a massive hurdle. Basically they said everything should look okay. And he's, other kidney needs to be this size and um, his other artery, we need to be able to see the third artery. We need to do a full check of his heart to make sure there's no other defects and everything. So there was this massive build up to this day. So it was really, really stressful as it was. So went into the scan in the Epworth. Um, everything was okay, which was great. And then went home super relieved. Um, actually went into work. Yeah, well. I'm sorry, can I just interrupt for two oh. seconds? Was that in COVID? Yeah. No, no, no. So I had Connor in Feb and then we went into lockdown that March. Oh, amazing. Yeah. So, just, coming. so it was before COVID, thank God. So um, no restrictions on people coming in? No. So, I, yeah, I went in with my husband at the time. So he was right. with me. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so I went to work afterwards and I remember messaging my husband at about lunchtime and I just couldn't get a hold of him. Um, and it was really bizarre. Like I'd don't remember what I messaged him, but it was something that should have just been an easy response. And then I got home at about probably six o'clock from work and he was, I knew he was at work. So he was a um, personal trainer at the time. And so I knew he was on like the night shift at the gym. So he was going to be due to be home at about probably 8.30, I think it was that night. Um, and I text, sent him a few messages and tried to call him a couple of times and stuff. And I just could not get a hold of him. And it was really weird. I couldn't figure out what was going on. And then he didn't come home at 8.30. So I started to freak out a little bit and I was like, oh, like I don't really know what's going on. And I should probably say, like, he was not a very nice person. So <laughs> there was kind of a history of, like, he would just, I don't know, not show up or whatever it might be or crack it at me and just go missing for a little while or just play games and not show up because it was a game kind of thing. But was he older? Particular mm-hmm. night, uh, no, he was two and a half years, so not massively yeah, not older. Yeah. 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 Not right, you're not. fuck off oh, no <laughs> oh you were my cat <laughs> me and mike <laughs> i keep him up all the time sorry you were standing on the stuff in the 80s only i only like 80s music to be fair so um yeah so it was just really bizarre he'd gone missing anyway so he shows up at home and it was probably like 9 30 by the time he showed up and I was like to him, I was like, where were you? Um, and he's like, oh, I just got stuck at work. And I was like, oh, where's your phone? Because I've been trying to contact you all day and, like, I couldn't get a hold of you. And he said, oh, so when I um, dropped you off at the train station after the scan, I dropped it in the car park and I smashed it. And I was like, yeah, but, like, where is it now? And he's like, oh, I had to leave it at work because I was trying to fix it and I couldn't get it fixed and so I just left it at work. And he was just acting really, really weirdly. Um like, yeah, really bizarre behaviour. And then I just kept pushing him and pushing him and questioning him because none of the story lined up and it was just, yeah, very odd. Anyway, by the time I finally got it out of him, what had actually happened um, was he had been arrested by the police at about lunchtime that day. Um, There was a couple of little weird things in the house as well. Like I'd had a package delivered and, um, like, the package was cut open um, which was really bizarre. And obviously, so the police had actually searched our house. Um, all of our like digital devices from the house were gone, which was really bizarre as well. So like my laptop was missing, my iPad was missing. 
and stuff like that. And yeah, so the police had raided our house, taken all of our technology and he had been arrested and um, was due to appear in court the next morning on some pretty serious charges, which was just horrifying. So um, yeah, so that day um, was supposed to be like the end of all of the stress and it ended up being just the start of it. The start of it. Definitely. Yeah. The start of it. So, um, he wasn't even going to tell me what had happened. It was only because I kept asking questions that he actually told me. And yeah, as I said, he was doing court the next morning at 9am to, um, have a, like a hearing about or whatever he was being charged with. Um, and I packed a bag and I left, I took my dog and I moved in with my parents. Good on you. That was it. Never mm. to return again. Never to return again. Yeah. That takes fucking guts. Yeah, um, but it was kind of like I think we kind of spoke about this briefly the other day, Lisa, but mm. I think the thing for me was like the relationship. Ha- so we'd been together for about eight years wow. um, and he had been abusive like physically and emotionally for probably as well as as good as seven years of the relationship so in hindsight, it's actually a relief that that happened and it was a relief that it happened when it did because I would have never left him mm. and that meant that I had a way to get out safely, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's a very interesting, I would actually, I'd love to um, obviously finish this episode first, but <laughs> I'd love to get you on again and talk about that yeah. in, in more depth because um yeah as we touched on on the weekend you know I grew up with domestic violence mm-hmm. um and you know it's it's a huge um a huge thing that happens so frequently and mm-hmm. as we did say on the weekend you know well both of us admitted like being in relationships of um a toxic nature and not having the courage to to leave mm-hmm. that or know that you're um worthy enough mm. or worthy of something better mm-hmm. which is so sad and and it, I think it, it, there's just so much of it that goes on mm-hmm. but amazing that you packed your bag and left because a lot yeah. of people Don't. would just be like oh no I'll just yeah. stay a little bit longer or... but I you know I spent you know seven years making excuses for him thinking oh he'll get better or um you know it's my fault like he keeps telling me it's my fault I did this wrong so I deserved it or yeah all kinds of things like he would tell me it was you have mental health issues which is you know it's your anxiety that yeah (laughs) it was probably not wrong but you know what yeah like fucking support it like everyone has to choose like let's support each other and help each other yeah, yeah, but and then, you know, there was always a reason why it was my fault. But then I was like, oh, you know, as as I think probably a lot of women who find themselves in that position, you just think that you just got to carry on, right? So you get married, you buy a house together, you have a baby and all of that kind of thing. And it's like, you know, when I tell people that my son was planned, for example, or that we've been trying for nine months, they're like, yeah, but, like, your husband was abusive. Why would you want to have a baby with him? And it's like, well... Ask my mum. She did it twice. Yeah, you can't really explain it. Like, Yeah, you can't. I think, yeah. Unless you walk in their shoes. Well, yeah. I, I think it's that, though, what we were saying on the weekend. It's that um, whether it comes from, well, it definitely comes from our childhoods or, you know, people's childhoods where yeah. you kind of have this learned behaviour for whatever reason and until you have an opportunity to realise your worth, 
you settle for what you think is enough. Yeah. And and that is okay. But then you kind of realise that it's there's so much better than that. Yeah. But it's not until you until you get out that you actually realise yeah, how much yeah. greener the grass is, I think. Yeah. Um but it was, you know, it was also years and years of like mental manipulation. So he'd tell me that mm-hmm. no one will ever love you, your family hates you. Um, oh my gosh, that's horrible. All kinds of stuff. Like you have no friends. And he cut me off from all of my friends because oh, they're not good enough or whatever it might be. They don't actually like you. Um, and he was in the defence force, so we moved around a lot for his job as well. Yeah. So I was pretty secluded as it was. Um, and then, yeah, it was just years and years of him cutting down my self-worth and manipulating all of my, I guess, my network and my village to mm. the point where I thought I had no one else but him. So it's like, well, when you've got no one but him, you don't really have a choice to leave, right? Totally. totally. I'll just send you this song yeah, called right. Narcissist. You'll love it. Yes. And I'm convinced that he is a narcissist. Yeah. So. Do you listen to lyrics of songs? Uh, like, do, you, do you, like, feel yeah. it in your soul? Yeah, there's some songs, like, yes. Send yeah, songs okay. to her. I send Stop songs. She's like, oh, yeah, it sounded good. I was like, what about the lyrics? And she's like, oh, what I didn't lyrics? listen to the lyrics. <laughs> Maybe it's a Pisces thing, okay? Fuck you. Oh, fuck it up. Anyway, I'll send it to you. You know what's yeah, funny? Okay. Actually, Mike does it to me a lot. He'll send me songs. And I'm what like, oh, it sounds nice. Uh, he's in July, 4th of July. Yeah, sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, cute. Um, um, okay, so we're now. Let's park him to the side. We'll... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get to him. He'll have um, his own episode. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> so we're now um, essentially a a single mum, pregnant, mm-hmm. pregnant. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happens between twenty weeks? Twenty weeks and <laughs> and giving birth. Uh Chaos, absolute chaos. So um, I had to, because of the charges he was facing, the house that we had bought a year almost to the day earlier had to be put on the market pretty much straight away. And he refused to do anything to help with that. So that was all on me at 20 weeks pregnant. I had to get the house ready for sale. I had to organise all of that. I had to move all of my stuff out. Then I had to um, go and find a lawyer, organise the financial settlement because he refused to do any of it. Um, and I had that done probably within a month. And again, like he was so useless that he didn't know where his superannuation was. He didn't know his passwords. He didn't know any of it. So I had to do all of that side for him as well. Um, but yeah, that was finalized pretty quickly, but it was exhausting and it was the whole separation was. Yeah. Yeah. I made sure it was, um, through the courts as fast as I possibly could because, um, yeah, because of the charges he was facing, I thought that they would probably just start seizing our assets, which was pretty scary. Um, and then on top of that, like I had obviously all the health issues of the pregnancy, Mm. but he was also saying to me, you know, oh, well, Connor has to have my last name. And I was saying that's never going to happen. Hell fucking no. Hell no. Yeah. Did you get him off the birth certificate? No. He's not on it? I couldn't. He is on the birth certificate um, because I – so I tried as much as I could to get him off the birth certificate, but my lawyer said that he is obviously known and the court knew that I was pregnant, the family court knew that I was pregnant and he was named in the separation. And I have, like, custody orders with him named, so I can't not have him on the birth certificate, unfortunately. So passports, do you have it on a court order in place that allows you to get a passport or you have to get him? You do. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, so, I managed to talk to you about that one. How you got that? 
Yes, and my then, lawyer. She's fantastic. Great. great. <laughs> Mike now uses her too, actually. Yeah, awesome. Uh, mine is too, but um, it's the last thing on on my list. Um, yeah. One of the lists for yeah. Miller. That it I'm actually has to be like a separate order, which is really difficult, but yeah. Yeah. Um, and you had to change your last name and stuff too, right, because you were married. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I and changed my like, last name within a week. That was either way, like when you get married or divorced, like that is such an inconvenient thing to have to it's, do. Like it's, it's so, so much many hard work. things. It's like a checklist. Yeah. It's like, you know, I yeah. feel like we got married 18 months ago and I think one of my bank cards is still my maiden name. I only just changed my passport. Yeah, my passport. It's just my passport's still in my married name, which is really annoying. It's so annoying. Yeah. Oh no, you're not married. I was going to say if you're married, you can get it done for free (laughs) because I just did that to get it back to my yeah name before. Mm, Interesting. Okay, so um, he wanted to be wanted him to have his to have his last name. Did you know he was a boy? Yeah. Yep. Yes, so I I knew Connor was a boy. Um, So we had the NIPT testing done, which is like the full testing and and they told us the gender and everything. Um, So my ex was just determined that it was going to be a boy to the point where he used to tell me it's a boy in abortion. Oh, no, he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little speechless. Yeah, that's so So I knew from very early that Connor was a boy, yeah. Wow, Jeepers. he wouldn't want to turn out gay. Oh, look, oh, God yeah. poor Connor. Um, that is great. So, wasn't he? Wasn't your ex husband was not at the birth again? So he was demanding that he should be at the birth. Um, so I was actually on the way to the hospital to be induced at thirty eight weeks, and my ex is his brother called me, and I picked up the phone because I didn't want them to know that I was going in to be induced and I didn't want them to know that I was going to be in labour and that Mm. any of that was happening. Um, And so at this point, obviously, I didn't have custody orders in place because you can't until they're born. Um, But, yeah, so his brother called me on the way to the hospital and started harassing me and saying, you have to have him at birth. He has to be there. It's his son. It's his first child. He is not missing out on this and you have to give him our surname because it's the first grandson in the family. And if you do that, if you do that to our father, none of us will ever speak to you again. This was like as I was on the way to the hospital. Had they supported you at all um, in terms of like what had happened? Um, Mm -hmm. Were they like on your side? No. So that's, that's a kind of a tough question. So he... I was very close to his family, really, really close to his family. Um, His brother was the first person I called when I found out he was arrested. Mm. And I said to him, I need your help. You need to come over and help me because I didn't know, like, you know, he's probably going to, he's probably suicidal, whatever it might be. I said, I'm leaving. You need to come over and be here for him. Um, And so he took him to the court the next morning and I went with them both to um, to court or like I went to the court hearing I should say and sat with his brother during the hearing and then after the hearing I said to his brother um like I told him what was going on I said there's been a long history of abuse I also found out that he'd been cheating on me for three years we'd been married for two years all kinds of stuff and I told his brother all of this and he was really supportive at the time he was like I'm so sorry this has happened to you like whatever you need we'll be there to support you we just want you and you know um the baby to be as 
loved and supported by our family as possible. We don't expect you to do anything to support your ex. Like we don't expect anything from you. We just want to be there for you. And he met Connor when he was a week old and I haven't heard from him since. Oh, my goodness. The, the uncle? The brother, yeah. Has your ex he met just, Connor? He met him twice, yeah. Super so, supervised, yes, definitely. Um, so basically what happened was, so, yeah, so his brother called me when I was on the way to the hospital demanding that he be there and everything, and I said, no, that's not happening. Um, and then I had to allow him into the hospital because obviously he knew where I was giving birth and everything mm. like that because he'd been there for the first 20 weeks, so he knew what was going on. Um, so Connor was probably, I don't know, 12 hours old or something, and I said to him, I sent him a message and I just said, you know, he's here um he's safe and whatever um and he just arrived at the hospital basically he said well you've had him for 12 hours it's my turn now I'm coming in and I was like well no and I had to be in like a safe secluded room hidden behind the nurse's station it's like this uh, this room in the hospital that they basically had so they people can't find patients and it looks like a cupboard um, oh, and I had to be in that room because they were worried he was just going to show up they had security on call and everything um and I said to him like who organised that? Bring, yeah, because they knew what was going on. And so, yeah, he showed up. He saw Connor briefly, supervised, very briefly. How did that happen, though? You allowed it? Uh, yeah, so I allowed, allowed it at the time. And, like, it was a really difficult situation. In hindsight, I would never have done that again. Mm. Um, but You like, can't judge it, though. It's like... yeah. So hormonal as well. Like, like, you know, people come at me all the time and they're like, why the fuck would you? And I'm like, you know what? Despite what happens, you went and you made a decision. Two people made a decision to have a child, right? Mm -hmm. So that child, it's not the child's fault. No, it's not, yeah. So, like, for me, I had, I made the choice to have my ex there at the birth. But I wouldn't change that because that's what felt right to me at the time. Yeah. So you can't. Nah, fuck. Anyway. Continue. Yeah. But I mean, people always question these decisions. But yeah, um, I think he hadn't been found guilty yet. So I actually, at that point, still didn't know the extent of the charges he was facing because he hadn't provided them to me. Mm-hmm. He refused yeah. to tell me what the extent of the charges were. So I knew brief basics of what had happened. The police never told me. I contacted them and asked them for information. They never told me what he was charged with. They refused to tell me. Um, Did you not have so, a right as his wife to know that? And carrying uh, his child. Really? No, they, no, nothing. They won't tell you. So until it's, so, until the charges are laid, then it's not public record? Well, so he'd been charged, but until he was convicted. Oh, sorry, Matt. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, so I didn't really have a whole lot of information and I guess it's a very confusing time. Like you think mm. you expect that you're going to bring a baby into the world with someone mm. and then it ends like this, you're divorced and, you know, you have no one. Like my sister was luckily there to support me through the birth, which was incredible, but you don't have your part. Like you don't have a partner there yeah. to support you. Through yeah, the birth. Huh? It's like, fuck me, what, do you, what yeah. comes next? Yes. So anyway, I allowed him to see Connor and then he um, still with your mum? Mum and dad, yeah. 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 Um, and then he saw him I t- I took Connor to meet the extended family, so um my ex's extended family. Mm. Um and he happened to be there because he lived at one of their houses and so he was there. 
Um, again, that was pretty brief. And then there was, I think, one other time. So I met him at a cafe so that he could have, like, visitation. Because, again, the advice that I was receiving was you can't, like, the like DHHS were involved as well at this point, but they were basically like you can allow him to see him. It has to be supervised at all times and it should be very short stints. Um, we don't know the full extent. He's not convicted and stuff like that. There's no custody orders in place. So it's kind of – it's. Like it could go one of two ways. He could get lawyers involved and force you to make like to force you to happen, make it happen, yeah, or yeah. you can just allow it to happen brief and everything. And we were still trying to finalize divorce and all that kind of stuff. So I was trying to sort of keep the relationship, keep the pace, yeah. keep the pace exactly yeah. because he could have made my life absolute hell, mm-hmm. and he would have. And so anyway, I took Connor to one particular visit, and it was at a cafe near my parents' place. Um, and my ex got so abusive and started following me home. And because I'd walked there with Connor in the pram, he started following me home, like yelling abuse at me down the street. He tried to take the pram off me, tried to take Connor out of the pram and everything. Oh my gosh. And so that, that was it. And I was like, I'm done. I went to the police. I tried to get an intervention order out against him, but they said, You're not in immediate danger, so we can't do anything. Oh, fuck so me. then I is had that to. Not, is that not danger? Like, is that... Apparently not. Oh, no. goodness me. And then, oh, um, so then. They sent me to the magistrate's court, so I went to the magistrate's court, and um, we were in lockdown by this point. Mm. How old was um, you? A couple of months old. If that, a couple of weeks. Oh, my um, Yeah, so I, and I was in the magistrate's court, and they were so awful to me. So they basically said, um, we don't really see this as an immediate threat. I was like, he's, he's up, like saying he's going to show up at my parents' place whenever he wants to visit Connor, I was like, he is dangerous. He is charged with these charges and all kinds of stuff. And they were like, oh, you know, but if the abuse was as severe as what you're detailing, why didn't you tell anyone sooner? Oh, why, why have you never, like, why did you never leave if it was this bad? And I was just like, anyway, I got the intervention order against him finally. (laughs) And then it was like, so I called the police the next day and I was like, have you served him with the intervention order? Because I was really, like, I wasn't even leaving my house. We were in lockdown. I'm but paranoid. I was too scared to even walk out the front door to take Connor for a walk because he was saying, I'm just going to show up at the house whenever. It's my son. It's my right. If your dad tries to stop me, I'll hit him, all this kind of stuff. Um, and so I, I called the police and I was like, oh, have you guys served him with the intervention order? And they were like, oh, no, no, we haven't served him. This went on for three weeks. They were saying, no, we haven't been able to locate him. We haven't served him. And then I think it was like the fifth time I called him in week three, they, I got a different police officer and they were like, oh, he was served the day after it was ordered. So I'd oh, been staying in my no. house, not leaving the house and too scared to do anything, oh, like three God. weeks. And then they're like, oh, no, he's already been served with it. Oh, my gosh. It was, yeah, it was so stressful oh. and so scary. But, yeah, and that was, yeah, with a newborn as well. That's fucked up. Traumatic. Um, did you breastfeed? Yes. Yeah, I loved breastfeeding. Connor fed until he was 22 months, I think. Oh, amazing. Yeah. So often, like, the stress of it all the yeah. milk disappears, but that's great. I was so determined. I was like... I put so much pressure on myself, actually, so I was really worried I would lose my milk. Um, yeah. But I had a doula with my with me. Oh, my really? Yes. Yeah. 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 She was amazing. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. No, she was amazing. She was really good. Um, and then she gave me a lot of support post-birth as well to breastfeed to ensure yeah. that I could breastfeed. I also, because I had gestational diabetes, I had um, collected a lot of colostrum. 
So I had like 52 mil of colostrum before I went in to give birth, which meant that Connor didn't have to go to special care, which was awesome. And his sugars were perfect the whole time. So that was really good as well. Um, but I was like, oh, I'm a complete failure as a mother at this point. So if there's one thing I can do for my son, I'm going to bloody breastfeed. And then I did it until he was almost two. So That's amazing. I was like, oh. Amazing. Okay, so. Fast forward. Um, did you ever have thoughts of like, how the fuck am I ever going to date again? Oh, yeah. Do I ever want to date again? I'm done. I've got a yes. child. But it was probably more I was like, I am absolute damaged goods. So again, are we all damaged goods? Who, who the hell is going to want to get involved in all of this? Yeah. Twins. Twins. They're not both their twins. Yeah. Not both their twins. Um, <laughs> so how did you meet Mike? Uh, so interesting story, actually. So I have um, a best mate, and so we were on – the dating apps together we would like share horror stories together we would me and my best mate we literally talk every five seconds so um we were on these dating apps and then we had just had enough we were done we were like we're getting off all of the apps we're having a cleanse um, <laughs> we're not dating it's good we're gonna have six months and we're just gonna be ourselves and we're just gonna love ourselves learn to just be single and do whatever because she'd gone through a pretty bad breakup like I think pretty much exactly when I had as well yeah um and so it was like the day that the cutoff was due. So she was like, she'd messaged me and she's like, get off the apps now. <laughs> it happened that that was the day that Mike messaged me on uh, it was Hinge. It was Hinge, I think, right? So woo. he messaged me and he was like, he was one of those people that he's just not up for a chat. He was just like, ask me out on a date straight away. So we had a very, very brief chat. Not a small chat. talk. Fuck it, let's go for No small it. talk. And he Mike was just is like, um, Georgia's current partner. Oh, yeah, sorry. Mike realised that. Yeah. I don't know. Some people, you know, just need Part to Part of the blended family. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, and he was just like, I think it must have been a Friday, I think, yeah. And he was like, oh, can, can we go for a coffee tomorrow? And at this point, so I hear that I had a kid because I didn't want to, I didn't want relationships on dating profiles to start with that. So he didn't know that I had a son. He did, and at that point, Connor was like 14 months old, I think, or maybe 15 months old. Yeah. So I didn't tell him any of that. And I couldn't get someone to look after Connor at sh- such short notice. So I actually, I just didn't reply at all. I just didn't say, I didn't say anything. And then, so the Saturday went past and I think it must've been like this Saturday night and, um, at the same time, my best mate was messaging me and she's like, you better be off those bloody apps. And Mike's messaged me and his message just said, or not. And I was like, oh, this poor guy. This poor guy I've left him hanging. <laughs> I felt terrible. So I was like, oh. So I started chatting with him a little bit and then um, he got my number and then so I could safely get off all of the apps yeah. and tell my best mate I deleted all of the apps. Yeah. I gave him my number. <laughs> and then um, the next Friday, I think it must have been. We actually went out on and had lunch and everything, and then yeah, the rest just, is history. Yeah, I was in four um, So, so Mike has a daughter. Did he? Yes. Um, was that in his dating profile? <laughs> is that what you're asking? Yes, it yes, was. it was. Which so I then, actually, I actually, and you were like, was yeah. I? I don't know. It yeah. was like so. He had this. The, so I actually liked him on Hinge, actually. So he had this really cute photo of him and Chelsea and he looked like, I don't know, just really handsome. 
Anyway, they he's got a great like, smile. They look like twins. Yeah, twins. And they look like twins. Super yeah. cute. And I didn't really know if it was his daughter or not because he doesn't really say it's his daughter, but there's like a few photos of him on his profile. So I liked that photo originally and then I didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. And then so he started the chat and everything. Um, but he mentioned that, yeah, he had Chelsea pretty quickly. Yeah. And it's interesting that whole conversation, right, because I always said to him, well, I feel like women on dating apps that have kids are judged, but men on dating apps that have kids don't have as much judgment. Isn't that many different, uh, I mean, that happens all the time. Yeah, I think so. Um, But that wasn't really why I was hiding Connor. I just didn't want to, I wasn't interested in anyone knowing about him until I was interested in them. Yeah. And do you feel it's like maybe different, like if you're a female with a kid versus a male with the kid dating? Yeah, you just said that. Oh, yeah, yeah. sorry, I left it. I saying, it's, it's interesting how you know you get judged as a woman, but as a man, it's like. Well, that's one thing that my friend said. I don't know if it was recorded. Hey, Farmer wants a wife. There's he's got a kid. Well, yes, he does. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, females are like with a kid are looked at as like a hoe or a whore, and then no, it's true. Well, I was asked. I was actually asked a couple of times. Also, oh, it was an accident. I was like, oh no, it was no. Not, no. <laughs> But interestingly, so Mike always copped it the other way. So he was like, oh, always copped, oh, so you see your kid every second fortnight or whatever for the weekend. And then when he told them, no, I actually have her full time, they were all like, oh, no, too much done. (laughs) So he couldn't win either. How do I fit into that? Exactly. (laughs) Um, Okay, so you started dating and um, the rest is history, really. rest is history. Yeah, so Mike has a five-year-old, Chelsea. And obviously, yep, I came to it with my two-and-a-half-year-old son, Connor. So at the time, Chelsea was just turning four and Connor was 16 months old. That's amazing. And how long did it take for you guys to introduce um, the children to each other? I feel like we're probably going to get judged for this, but... um, No judgment here. Probably a month. Yeah, that's no judgment. Yeah, it was pretty quick. Love that. Yeah, Yeah, And so what actually happened, so at the time, I was living with my sister... And so Connor and I moved into this house that we're currently in Mm. um, and Mike helped us move and that was really amazing and it was so exciting for all of us. And the plan was that eventually Mike and Chelsea would move in with us and it was going to be all of our houses and I'd set up this beautiful room for Chelsea in the house as well. It was so cool and she was so excited. Um, So he was living with his parents at the time as well. Yeah. And um, then Chelsea saw her room and then Chelsea wanted to stay with Connor and didn't want to leave Connor so they just stayed. (laughs) Oh, they just never adorable. left, basically. That's yeah, so cute. that's really cute. Yeah. So it was just really exciting because it was just like we got this house all as a family, and it was a fresh start for all of us, which was so beautiful. That's amazing. That's, that's so good. Yeah. And question: Chelsea mm. calls you mum. Yes, and love that. And like the girls, obviously, are the same with me. Um, mm. But obviously, we know in some blended families that's kind of not the case. It's very clear mm. cut. Like you're the stepmom or you're the stepdad. Yeah. But do, do people judge that? Yes, definitely. Fuck them. Yeah. And it was pretty contentious actually, like in our family. So we think that we went about it the right way. So we never told Chelsea she had to call me mum, obviously. Yeah. Like that's not like it was never that. What happened was so one day Chelsea said to Mike, like, um, what is Georgia to me? Because she was calling me Georgia. And she he was she was like, What is Georgia to me? And Mike said, Well, what do you want Georgia to be? She'll be whatever you want her to be. She like whatever you need, she that's what Georgia is to you. Mm. And she said, Well, is she my mum? And Mike said, Well, no, she's not your mum, you have a mum. And she's like, Well, 
can I call her mum? And Mike's that's like, well, cute. if you want to call her mum, call her mum. And then yeah. that's it. But obviously, so it was pretty difficult for us. Like, um, I was never going to say, Chelsea, don't call me mum. But mm. her mum was very upset about it. Yeah. Very, very upset about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I can understand that completely. Mm. But yeah, I think, for sure. I get that 100%. What, but what an incredible um, person that, that you are that mm. she feels safe. It, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't matter who the fuck raises these little humans. Mm. Like, as long as they're loved. Yeah. As long as they're loved yeah. and they have a safe space and they feel mm-hmm. they feel that love, who gives a shit? Yeah. And did Connor call Mike dad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Connor doesn't know any differently. Yeah, same or same with um, Miller. Like it's probably similar yeah. ages um, yeah. of your little ones that Aaliyah and Miller were that we got together. Because, yeah, Connor wouldn't know any different. Um, yeah. And, like, obviously we didn't really go into it, but so Connor's biological father, yeah. um, uh, he was convicted of the charges that he was um, arrested on. Yeah. And um, I was then able to get a custody order, which she means did. that uh, basically I – Gave him more money in the fi- in the financial settlement. I dropped the intervention order, and he gave me sole custody. Amazing, yeah, yeah, that's incredible. Less headache so, now, like totally. Yeah, yeah. So co-parenting is difficult, very, very difficult. Um, and we have had times in our relationship where we have been co-parenting, and then times mm. when we haven't been. Mm. Um, obviously with Chelsea's mum, and yeah, it's it's not easy. Yeah. What about um I mean something that we experienced as as a couple so here I was um a 2 year old and a well by the time we got together I think Miller might have been about 9 or 10 months mm. old mm. just before her first birthday so I had I was a single mum with these two little humans that I had gotten into a routine and was doing my own thing and then Karai came in but then she went away when she came back Miller was about 2 Mm. And we had to navigate our way through how our own parents and not co-parenting and well, what we call well, it. Like cohabitating. Karai, yeah, like Karai had <laughs> yeah. become an instant parent. Yeah. Um, but I had to or well, I was really um conscious of the fact that in in previous relationships for me and in life I've been very dominating. And I didn't want to be that. I really wanted her to have that space to be like, no, this is the kind of parent I'd like to be. And for me be like, sure, let's do that yeah. together. But then mm-hmm. kind of. But it's slightly different, right, with Mark and Georgia being two parents. Already. That's what I, I was like. Well, that's what I was getting to. Not a parent. Yeah. I was yeah. Like, so I think. Yeah, but that's what I was getting to. You've got these two yeah. um, units of, you know, mm-hmm. you've got. So Mark and, and Chelsea, who is also co-parenting with another human. And then you've mm-hmm. got yourself. And yeah. you both got your own ways. How did that? How did that come about? And how? What sort of challenges have you two faced together yeah. in, um, yeah. you know, whether it be discipline or, you know, table manners or you know some of the stuff that we've discussed on the podcast? Like, how did you guys yeah. get through that? Yeah. So it was definitely a challenge, obviously. So for us, Mike has pretty much been a single dad since Charles was about two, um, and he's had her full time. Um, since Chelsea was about, probably about two. Yeah. And obviously I was a single mum as well. So I think for us we were so used to just our kid and we know exactly, we know everything about our kid. We know how they operate. We know what they need. We know when they need it. And then I think for us relinquishing some of that control to someone else mm. and actually accepting the support 
was a huge thing for us to overcome and it's something that we still have to do every day it's like you know Connor will fall over for example we're at the park today Connor had a massive stack and my Another instinct one. is just oh, <laughs> constant Lisa like yeah. honestly he looks like he's been I did see that bruising anyway. actually yeah, yesterday. I said, what happened she goes oh yeah. he banged into another kid <laughs> ran in, into another he ran into another kid at kinder and had a massive egg on his head Love yeah. That. yeah so now he has like a massive gash on his knee but anyway so my instinct is to just run to Connor and support him because mm. that's you know he like my whole body is just like, oh, my God, save this child. Yeah. Whereas I have to sometimes create that space for Mike to be able to look after him so that they can connect really mm. well together. And yeah. it's so hard. And we talk about this all the time. Like Connor, for example, will be all over Mike and just want daddy, daddy, daddy. And that's really hard for me. Like yeah. I really struggle with that. And he's the mm. same with Charles. Um, so I think that whole side of it has been really difficult. Like. Mm. And actually accepting help for both of us because we're the kind of people that we always put everyone else first. So for us to then be like, oh, I actually have like full-time support now. Mm. Um, and so like Mike literally had to kick me out of the house tonight so that I would go to the gym. Yeah. He's like, I can manage the children, like just go away. Yeah, um, so it's still a massive challenge for us. Um, yeah. In terms of probably the discipline side, we're pretty pretty much on the same page. I'd say I'm probably a bit more strict, which can be difficult. Um, and Mike is... He's such a good dad, though, but he's, like, a bit more easygoing than I am. Um, yeah, he's probably a lot more relaxed than I am. Um, I don't know if you can tell, but you guys know us. <laughs> Clearly he's a lot more relaxed than I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but, yeah, so I, but from the discipline side, I think we've probably 90% of the time been on the same page. So that's not been too bad. Um, but I think, yeah, just being two single parents and then, I think trying to find a balance between the two kids and the attention that they need and yeah. like I'll have both kids on a Monday as well and like Connor is so used to just having me and Chelsea yeah. is so used to just having Mike. Yeah. It's a lot easier oh. now because we've been together for um, over a year now. Yeah. But at the start it was like Chelsea just wanted daddy and Connor just wanted mummy and sometimes it's, yeah, it was a battle. What, what an incredible um, story though. You know, it's I think for two individuals to come together like that, and at work, mm-hmm. is yeah, enabling. it's pa- called a power yeah. couple. It's definitely a power couple. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> we're not um, there yet, but we're working on it. <laughs> well, I think that's the thing, though, about relationships. You know, they never stop evolving. Like we talk yeah. about it all the time. It's not like you put a ring on it and all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, we're yeah, all fixed. You guys are perfect. Yeah, perfect. Alive. I still go to therapy. Yeah. Oh, I'm fucked up. I love therapy. You know, we actually, um, the a couple of weeks ago, She's like, I'm like, this could go anywhere. Say? Yeah. Um, no, it's always something on your podcast. It's great. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about um, Aaliyah and just some of the, the issues that she goes through. And sometimes, yeah. um, like, we can be a bit harsh or a bit hard on her. And, mm. or like, she, you know, every child is difficult. And so we created this word for ourselves. Mm. And so now we say koala because we're like, oh, it's a cute mm. little cuddly thing. <laughs> and that's what she needs is nurture and, and yeah. you know, that, that real. So when either one of us is taking it too far, mm. we're like koala. And that's really hard for any human to, be, to shut off from. Snap out of yeah. what's natural. And we're just like, oh, yeah. fuck. And yeah, away. they can be the most infuriating little beings. But yeah. at the same time, like obviously given what our kids more Chelsea for us have gone through. They've mm. been through a lot. Yeah. Um, 
And sometimes you just don't understand their responses or where they're coming from, which is why obviously child psychologists really help us in our situation Um, because you're just like, oh, you know, she's just, I don't know, having a meltdown about a piece of paper and you just Mm -hmm. cannot comprehend why it is that particular piece of paper that needs to do whatever it needs to do at the time. But trying to understand that um, and get your head around it, um, especially with all of our trauma and our baggage that we're bringing to the relationship, like, It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. You know, um, my cousin um, would have probably would have been almost 12 months ago now, gave me yeah. a call and her little, she's a um, single mom, so she's separated yeah. from, from her ex and um, her daughter was going through a really hard time, suffering anxiety really badly. And yeah. um, we'd kind of recently moved to Geelong and she's from Geelong. And she. Um, the kids in prep. Okay, one. The same as Aaliyah, they, yeah. yeah, they're in the same. We actually, my cousin and I are six days apart. We went to school together oh, wow. in Melbourne and yeah. grew up together. And But she moved out, um, down to Geelong with her partner and whatever. And Anyway, so um, the little girl was really suffering with um, mm-hmm. the situation that she'd gone through. And, and the, the short story is their fridge broke. Mm. They needed a new fridge. And the child had a complete meltdown this little girl had a complete meltdown at the thought of the the fridge going mm. i completely understood it like, it's abandonment like we, absolutely yeah my joke about it before like about um the clothes like your clothes and our wardrobes <laughs> and stuff but it's like a legit thing like this kid like had a yeah. meltdown because the fridge was got like sh- that must be a safe thing yeah for her it's yeah. just the continuity of things like once that's taken away from them yeah and yeah. we have that a lot like our kids absolutely especially Chelsea thrive on routine mm-hmm. and given given the situation that we have currently with um her mum we can't always maintain the same routine for her yeah, yeah. and it, she really suffers when we throw her routine out like she will ask us constantly what day is it what am mm-hmm. I doing today what day is yeah. it and she'll ask the same question 16 times a day yeah <laughs> and it's all of the it's the anxiety right yeah um, totally yeah. It also is control, like we've realised with Aaliyah, yeah. like she needs to be in control of things and that's when yeah. like when she plays, she needs to be, let's say, the leader or the organiser because yeah, she needs to feel in control because if she doesn't feel mm-hmm. in control, she just is like so lost because for so yeah. long she was out of control of her life and yes. being yes. torn between three told. parents and it's just like. Yeah, and she, they always feel like they're being told what they have to do. It's yeah. like, well, I want, I want to spend time with day today. But it's like, we will, you know, we have to drop you off for visitation so you can't. And it's like they spend so long just being told what they have to do. Mm-hmm. So give me um, that fucking piece of paper because I want it. Yeah. Yeah. That's my yeah, fucking literally. piece of paper and you're not going to tell me yeah. when I can and can't have it. <laughs> it's, yeah, and it's it, for us as parents it's it's infuriating it's sometimes thing, but you just have to be it. like, like yeah. it's just, yeah, it's, it's, yeah it, it is exhausting. exhausting. Do you guys take time like to date? away from the kids two, two, like, two. do you do it to make sure you're not go don't go crazy two, two, two. Oh, well, so go back good episode go oh back. sorry okay yeah so you gotta, sorry, sorry, sorry. You gotta go on a date every two, two weeks. weeks yeah and then every two months go away for a weekend or a one night yeah. or one night whatever yeah. whatever you can get yeah. we'll take fucking overnighter yeah and then two years go like, on a holiday go on a holiday yeah, just no. two. yeah so we we um do we've gone through stages where we haven't made enough time for ourselves and mm. or like for us as a couple because we're still a pretty new couple right yeah. we've been together just over a year so um we do make a lot of time for ourselves which we're so lucky that Mike's mum in particular is super supportive 
And if we just say to her, you know, we need to go out tomorrow night, she'll be like, yep, no worries. What time can you be there? Oh, so yeah, she's amazing. So good. Yeah, we're yeah, so well, lucky. Um, no, we need, yeah. Did she come you need a, you need a nana. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. She loves kids. Just drop your kids at our house yeah, and we'll no, go. No, <laughs> the girls would love um, that. Yeah, they would love it. Chelsea keeps saying to me, like, when can we see them again? <laughs> why are my friends – she said to me the other day, like, five times, why are my friends not coming to my birthday party? I was oh, like, oh, because I accidentally crazy. booked it on Father's Day, Chelsea. That's my fault. Yeah, and we started doing little – oh, oh, don't say it. Soccer. We started doing soccer <laughs> again because of Chelsea, literally. Oh, good. Yeah, we like, she was done. She was like, nah. We Don't. had another parent text you today cry because um, her little daughter was crying because we're going to Bali and they planned her birthday while we're away. And oh, so um, yeah. Miller's bestie, Miller's from bestie is like distraught. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, ah. Sorry, guys. It's good. Yeah, I love the little friendships <laughs> they're making. It's amazing. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, it's so good. good. Like we love like every every week driving like we couldn't give a shit how far it is like if yeah. your kids are happy and they're having fun like yeah, we've got parents it makes it so worth that it. are like i can't that's eight minutes away i can't, I can't do that yeah. I'm like are you fucking serious yeah. we drive from geelong yeah, yeah. Why, why would you do that i don't know because i care about my kid that's funny like when i do yeah. some like recruitment as well like oh like i can only drive up to 15 minutes and i'm like i literally drive an hour and 15 minutes every day to work every so day. jam it Jam it. Yeah. I mean, I'm really grateful. Where's the commitment? <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Seriously. I know. Yeah. I know. You guys have your own business too, right? It's hard. Yeah, yeah. So uh, on top of everything else, um, Mike um, has his own business and during COVID it took massive hits because of the type of business it was. Mm. Um, so he was running that on his own. So I stepped in to help him out. So on top of everything else, yeah. we, we were also running trying to run this business together, which, yeah, it was full on. And you might come and run a business with us too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Maybe. I know. I, I can't stop talking about that, actually. I well, keep saying to Michael, will, can we do it? Can we, we do it? We will meet for <laughs> a coffee or some sort of beverage. Look, let's be honest, it will probably be us at a play centre with all four kids driving <laughs> yes. us absolutely insane. Yes. Yes. Us trying to have a conversation in amongst the chaos like we normally can't do. We call it's Nana. quite nice to talk Yeah, can't we bring yeah. Nana? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but um, it's actually quite nice to talk to you guys, like, child-free. Yeah, yeah, time, isn't it? Having oh, a conversation yeah. with children is, like, bipolar. Yeah. yeah. I always say to Mike, like, he'll, we'll be trying to say something. I'm like, babe, I'll talk to you in 10 years. Like, yes. it's just yeah. not happening now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You try and do that all the time. Like, I try and talk work and I'm just like, I can't, I'm, I'm not even listening because I'm preoccupied. Yeah. And I just go, oh. And walk away. Yeah, yeah so but mind true. you, I don't stop talking about work. Do yeah, I? it's because we're all passionate. It's running. Um, I had a question you don't have to answer, but would you and no, Mike no. like to have your own baby? Oh yeah, shut up, shut up. Done. No, definitely we want to for oh, sure. Really? Um, yeah. So the problem um, at the moment is probably money more than anything. So yeah. divorces is and Mike's still going through his custody stuff, and those kind of court cases just rack up insane bills. So. Yeah, money's yeah. issue. Well, you, yeah, time, age is on your side. Yes. Age is on my side, but not not my side. Hey, you could be old. You could be like eighty. <laughs> you can. You can, yeah, can you freeze sperm like you can freeze eggs. Surely. Uh, that, isn't that? I mean, yeah, you'd have to. Yeah, yeah, sperm donation, you'd have to. It's yeah, a little yeah, bit so dumb, but I don't really want to say. Well, it's a bit late. It's fast. No question. You did. Dumb question. Exactly. Except that one. 
I just know all about, I don't know anything about sperm. Never seen it before. Fair, fair. Um, No, I think they freeze it. I was one time. It's not very, it's not a fun thing. But yeah, I mean, also we really want our children to just, and particularly Chelsea, to just have a really calm, settled Mm. home before we bring anything else into that mix. Yeah. Um, That's really good. You love your Yeah, we have two dogs. Did you both have one? And you brought them both? Yeah, we both had one. So this is the most hilarious part. So, Mike had this 30-kilo bulldog called Charlotte and my dog is this tiny little 5-kilo cavoodle called Lenny. But, like, they are now the best of mates. It's so cute. We have two kennels, but they share a kennel. Charlotte takes up the entire thing and Lenny sleeps on top of her. Oh, so so cute. cute. It's so cute. But is Lenny a boy or a girl? Boy. He's named after Lenny Hayes. Oh, obviously. And Charlotte... Charlotte is named after a wrestler, but you guys probably don't watch wrestling like mine. I used to watch wrestling, like WWE. Yeah, do you know? Yeah, do you know Charlotte Flair? No. Oh, I've been past my time. I can't believe I know who that is now. We were actually having dinner before. Mike put wrestling on, and I was like, "Oh, this character really annoys me." I'm like, "How do I know this? Why do I know this?" (laughs) I'm surprised you didn't name it Archie. 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 Archie Oh yeah. No, I think. Yeah, no, he just loves wrestling. And it's a girl, so. Oh, true, yeah. Can, um, yeah. Maybe not. I mean, no judgment. You can name a girl, a boy, whatever you like. Is that a girl wrestler, yeah. Charlotte? Charlotte Flair. Oh, yeah, yeah Charlotte. 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 Why didn't, she, why didn't he call Chelsea Charlotte? Good question. So Chelsea, Chelsea is actually named after Chelsea Football Club. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. And do you know how many people we have <laughs> saying to us, oh, like, lucky he doesn't support Tottenham or. Oh, yeah. But... <laughs> like... Liverpool. I'm pretty Liverpool, sure someone yeah. who married that, a, one, a girl. Manchester United. Manny. 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 No, there was um, a video of a guy who named, I don't know how to say it without, but it's Arsenal, but spelled backwards. So what is that? Oh, God. Les... That's a name. La. Can you spell it? Can you type it in somewhere so I can see it? I can try. So you can read it backwards. Arsenal, yeah. Arsenal. Lenezra. 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 That's not terrible. L-A-N-E-S-R-A. Sounds a bit. Lenezra, like Hispanic. It sounds a bit like nasal lesbian. Lenezra. Lenezra. I'm sure it's pronounced differently. But quite clever. <laughs> I would love to name like if we have a boy after a footy player. Would you? Yeah, like that's Isaac, funny. Isaac Smith. Do you guys have names? I don't have any oh, names. <laughs> you need to get. Oh listed. god, I'm so far behind. Just uh, had ordered like I a plaque. Small head. Oh, not a buffet. What? This small-headed human ordered a plaque of a name. One that, name. That one name like. that's on the list hmm. of many that. She obviously has as her number one. Has chosen. Yeah. And the doorbell rings and I'm like, what the fuck is that? And she's like, oh, I don't like. She <laughs> clearly said we were going to wait to meet the, the child. baby. Yeah. I say it every time it's me manifesting a boy. It's great. I love it. It's good that you're so <sighs> passionate. Very passionate. Yeah. Do I get to know the name? What's the name? Absolutely not. No, you don't. Uh, maybe See, I, I was like the opposite. So I had two names for Connor. He was yeah. either going to be Connor or Patrick. Cute. And I wanted, That's I wanted Irish. Connor. Like, it is, yeah. So his his father, a biological father, was Irish. So, oh, well, his family was Makes Irish. Sense. So, Makes sense. there's two names, Connor or Patrick. And I preferred Connor, and my ex preferred Patrick. Oh, well, so, obviously, once he was out of the picture, I was like, 
And yeah. he was Connor. Connor. So, <laughs> yeah. so funny. Remember when Ali was yeah. going to be called Mariah and then you were going to marry me and that would be really strange. And that There was like a very, that would be very, very odd. odd that she was going to be Mariah. Huge. Yeah. That would have been so Mariah odd. Mariah and Mariah. That would have been very But odd. I love Mariah Carey so much. And I love <laughs> Jess Malboy. Very cool. She's great. Yeah. I often have Malboy Mondays. I love it. Yeah. What does she say in it? her song? Go on. Do a 90 on the freeway so we can make good time. What freeway are you Bay, on? The Monash? Yeah, actually, <laughs> I'm not speeding. Because I'm pretty sure freeways go from 100 to 110, so I'm not sure what freeway you're on. I'm pretty sure the Monash sits at about 20 kilometres. Actually, it's Saturday, Saturday night, and there's always works on the Monash on a Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the, isn't she from it. the Northern Territory, so maybe the um, highway slash freeways there would just go up to 90. Or 80 because she's doing 90 on the freeway so she oh, can make good speedy. time. <laughs> Unless she's talking about 90 miles. <laughs> Surely she's really not talking 90 miles. I'll write to her on Instagram and ask her what the fuck she's talking about. Ask the question, yeah. You should. And then d- just ask her whether she knows that 90 kilometres is actually below the speed limit. Are you sure she doesn't say much? She might be thinking of miles. She says doing 90 on the freeway. Yes, yeah, so it doesn't specify kilometres or miles. But she's Australian, so it has to be kilometers. Well, but she's with a, an American in the song, isn't she? Oh, I don't know. I don't watch I don't the video know. clips. This is enthralling listening. Yeah, I know. Um, we have one more question. Though, it's past everyone's bedtime. Um, do you guys put sauce in the fridge or the pantry? Oh, and this will heavily depend on whether we come over or not. So, fridge. I already answered. Fridge. Oh great! Oh great! Off you. And do you have barbecue sauce available? Oh, yeah, because, okay, so our children, one is barbecue sauce and one is tomato who's sauce. Who's who? Connor's barbecue, Chelsea's oh, tomato. Millie's tomato, Elia's barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. Because Miller and Chelsea are mates. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And, like, I accidentally gave Connor the spicy barbecue sauce once. That oh, was a mistake. like smoky barbecue. Yeah. Oopsies. But it was, like, spicy smoky. Oh, I'll come over for that. <laughs> yes, it's so good, but don't I give it to two year olds. I love spicy, spicy food. food. Yeah, you guys are welcome always. And same. And same. And to G. Long. <laughs> we'll go to a Geelong and Saints game. Wait, sorry, yeah, Mike and Chelsea also Saints. Okay, so Chelsea is. Converted them. <laughs> so Chelsea is St Kilda um, because I win, uh, but Mike is Essendon. Ooh. Well, it's technically got a red in it. As well, so sounds like I could convince Chelsea to be a cat supporter, perhaps. <laughs> no, <laughs> quite impressionable. No, no. <laughs> no, I know you could, but no, 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 no. Um, and how part <laughs> was Mark when you um convinced? <laughs> so, Gilly's not a better actually chance of winning a premiership than Essendon, true. He is not a massive AFL fan, like, he loves AFL, but he's yeah, he's probably more uh, he likes league and he likes soccer, yeah. Like rugby, which he he says yeah. is yeah yeah. So, uh-huh. but he says is like the actual football. Yeah, is he yeah, like from New South Wales or Queensland? Is that why he likes league? No, okay. No. He just loves it because like we go to Storm games and stuff. Oh, that's cute. I love footy yeah. so much. We love footy. A like lot. I've given my voice. Yeah. To so footy. he grew up. He grew up loving football, but he yeah. fell out of love with it. So he actually kind of supports St Kilda more than he supports Essendon now. Yeah, which I tease him about that's all tough. of the time. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough. Who are you going for in the finals? Oh, Melbourne. Ew. I'm going to end this podcast yeah. right now. Oh, don't. 
guess what, Leah? I got you a beanie boo and a no, no, no. Oh. I got you a present. It starts with a B and ends in boo. Beanie boo. <laughs> this is after we'd already been the lecture. Like, you can't tell her. It's a surprise. Yeah. Don't tell her. Of course she's, she's going to tell her. Well and truly old enough to bloody. Yeah. But maybe be smart enough to do it away from your parents. You're not like while we're driving home and you're in the, both in the back seat and I can hear you. But that's like I'll take the kids for ice cream or something and I'll be like, guys, don't tell daddy that we went for ice cream today. <laughs> First thing, Michael working from work. Daddy, we went for ice cream. Chelsea, what are you doing? Yeah. Don't rat me out, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. I have to, I've got one more story. Oh, come on. Sorry. So on our way home. Lisa just um, wants to go to bed. I know. Oh, no, well past our well bedtime. Um, on the way home from soccer yesterday, we were driving. Where were we? I don't, I don't know. Let's say around Hawthorne, and we saw a sign. Oh, fuck. this is funny. <laughs> yes, I forget the. Can oh, I do it? Yeah, because yeah. I don't know the thing's name. So please oh, go. Hang on, you sent it to me in a text. No, I didn't. Not the name. Yes, you did. I didn't. Um. So there was a sign for a missing cat. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. Oh, and well, because no if way. you know Aaliyah, she's very. I don't know what the fucking cat was called, but it's. it's Let's call it. It was like castles or something like that. Something right. And so we we were like near, like in sort of Burnley-ish, and the mm-hmm. sign had said "cats gone missing from Paran." It doesn't. Blah, it's blah, someone blah. like Leah's really like it's annoying that she can read, but she's oh, also yeah. empathetic. So she was like, <gasps> "Like there's a missing there's cat. Missing cat. Right. There's a missing cat. Oh. Like castles has gone missing, gone missing." And we were like, "Oh, poor castles!" Like we <laughs> kept driving, kept driving, <laughs> and we got to like Alexandra Avenue, and then she was like. Mm. Have you been looking? Guys, have you been looking for the cat? <laughs> oh, she's so beautiful. And I was like, yeah, so baby, yes, baby. Totally looking been for looking cat. for she's the like, cat. Dad was on her phone. She's not looking for the cat. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, oh, oh fuck. And then when we got She's to so lunch, beautiful. We went out to lunch for Father's Day. And she was like, and then there was this cat and it was missing. Yeah. She was telling my dad, this oh, cat has gone missing and no one can find her. Yeah. Was, she she's was, like, oh. she's taken the taken that like seriously but it's like how she's she scored a goal on miller and then she runs over because miller was upset and she's like i'm so sorry i'm like don't be sorry yeah but she's like a perfectionist and doesn't want to upset anyone yeah and that's why i think like we were saying before like when we get cross at her it's because we know she's such a well-behaved kid yeah when she steps like an inch wrong which like to anyone else would not be wrong we're like snap back into line yeah but they're both be that good kid yeah be that fucking perfect kid (laughs) and then we wonder why she's stresses about being a perfectionist and in control here's our i think that everything's um, our fault though yeah but it's funny because we are leaving um play therapy and we kind of mm. put her in there more, I guess, because we're like, gosh, abandonment and trying to like another it, no. another it. But like, like, but I'm saying, like, we kind of thought it was like her other parents' fault that she needs, mm. you know, and people that have constantly left her. And then here we are, like, yeah. oh, it's a little bit our fault. No, but, like, we're actually oh, yeah. responsibility. We've actually found out some really cool things and yeah, tools and ways to that our behaviour is affecting that other stuff, which. Mm. really confronting as a parent but helpful yeah it's never easy like we just have to take some like responsibility that's all is what i mean definitely another episode another anyway we're gonna um we can share that too yeah what's that i said we could share our stuff too full of resources absolutely Mm. that's why i said at the start we could do a, a few of these episodes totally yeah um on that note and we have to get mark on okay i'll shut up we definitely have to get mark on um what do I say? 
um, I've lost it. like us and review us and subscribe oh yeah do that and share it <laughs> I'm half asleep I've got one leg in the bed already but thank you for listening thank you so much for coming on anytime I really appreciate it um, I enjoy speaking to you kid free it was great oh, so cool. actually we need to thank you for delaying this because it meant that we were able to finish watching Chicago True. Med and yeah. it was about to get flicked off Netflix, Netflix, which I don't understand why they do that. Yeah, anyway. anyone on Netflix out there, can you tell us why they've started having end dates for things because it's not on? We had to binge watch and um, so we got to finish it. So thanks for that. Um, and for spending your Monday evening with us. Loved it. Thanks, guys. We'll see you on Sunday. We'll see you on Sunday. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. See you later. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.